You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 81. Here we go. Yeah. We, we have a really cool guest with us today, Nicole Christensen, owner of CrossFit Roots. Um, we have a lot to talk about with you today, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> yes. I'm ready. Yeah. Where do you want to get started, Claire? Um, let's just talk a little bit about you, how you came to be where you are. I know um, you... In addition to being the owner of CrossFit Roots, your list of credentials. Your list of credentials. I stopped reading after like five <laughs> paragraphs because I was like, I'm going to let her talk about this because it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how did you get started and where and how did that bring you to where you are today? Oh, man. Okay. In well, a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> uh, well, I, let's see. So, I started CrossFit and doing CrossFit in 2007, and I was working for the Boulder County Planning Department. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I had a master's degree and got a master's degree in planning and then happened to get a job back in Boulder. I went to college there and, uh, anyways, found this thing, CrossFit and loved it. Started doing this one it. thing. Like, did, did you hear a friend that was like, Hey, yes, I totally, you know, what's really funny actually. Do you know Rudy Nielsen who does like the outlaw programming? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is so, this is like so small world, but way back when I was in college. So like three years before that, four years before that. Before I gone to grad school or anything, uh, I came home from school, from college that summer, and I swam in college, and I was like, okay, everyone, like, lifts a lot more than me. Like, I got to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And so I go to, like, the local Gold's gym, and you sign up for a membership, and they yeah. give you, like, two free personal training sessions, and my personal trainer was this guy named Rudy Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I loved it. Like, it wasn't really 100% CrossFit because we were in a total yeah. big box gym, but it was definitely high intensity, and and you could tell it was like something different. I was so addicted. And when I left for the summer, he was like, "Hey, when you go to Philly, you check out this place. Uh, they have a CrossFit gym there, and you check out this thing called CrossFit." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Right. Um, Which is so funny because everyone's like first CrossFit exposure is like, "Yeah, whatever, okay." <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, and then when I got. I guess I was in college, but I didn't do it. And then when I was in grad school, I had heard more about CrossFit and I looked it up, but it was like so far in the city from where I was that, mm-hmm. and I have a car. And, uh, so it didn't click until I got to Colorado. But I think that's so funny. Cause then like years later, I like run into him at the games and I'm like, Hey, you know, so yeah. I didn't take your advice, but I, I remember you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, anyways, yeah, so, uh, I guess originally I'd wanted to be a a swim coach, like a collegiate level swim coach. And so when I graduated from college, I went, I was at Arizona State University coaching their club program, but my goal was to... It's you. Yeah. Oh, is that where you went? Oh, okay. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Um, and it was great, but I think I figured it out when I made like $3.33 an hour. Um, and I was like, I just don't think this is possible. (laughs) So a future in this. Yeah, but I really wanted to coach, but it didn't work. So I went and I did the adult thing, and I was like, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. But anyway, so I found CrossFit and started um, doing it in like 2007, going to this affiliate in Boulder uh, that was out of a basketball court at a church, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was like CrossFit co-op. Like everybody kind of showed up. It was like a club. It was really fun. Did you bring your own barbell? No, I didn't bring my own barbell, <laughs> but it was like it was it was it was awesome. It was just like you know, the starting yeah. Yeah. of it all. When did CrossFit officially start? That's a great question. I think the workout started, I think the first workout was posted in 2002 or 2003. Okay. Yeah. Um, or that's when it started and then the workout started getting posted in 2004. I can never remember, but, mm-hmm. um, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. So it'd been a while. It'd been going on for a while. Um, and then, you know, I started, I was doing it for a year and I was just like, you know what? I think I could, I think I could coach this. I think this is what I want to do. And I started coaching a couple classes at the gym I was at, and then I just, I don't know, I was like, I think I want to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. So, um, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, um, but my boyfriend at the time, Eric. yeah, Eric, hey, Eric. <laughs> uh, we're kind of opposites, and so I came home, I was like, honey, I, I figured out, like, I'm going to start a CrossFit gym, and I'm just, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow, and <laughs> I think I'm going to, you know, and I was so excited, and I remember he was like, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. I think you should write that down, and then in six months, if you feel the same way, then, then you should quit your job, and I remember being like, I really love this guy, but I'm so mad at him. I can't believe he said yeah. that to me right now. <laughs> How dare you not support me? And exactly. Yeah. This is my passion. Yeah. 
Um, that's really funny because that is very similar to the story of Lindsay Marcelli. Lindsay Marcelli. Marcelli. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I really she's like her. Everyone came home and they was like, all right, I have it all planned yeah. out. All you have to do is say yes. And yeah. she was like, uh, no. like, I'll take it as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, she did all the steps ahead of time right. and then made it sound like it was his idea too. And then he'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And then she's like, well, here, look what I found. <laughs> so she like did all the legwork, didn't tell him. See, that would have been smart. I was just like, here's all the savings that I have. What do you have? <laughs> What can you contribute? <laughs> um, but we had a little one-car garage, and so that was actually an easy starting point. So we did that. And then... Um, and this was, like, just in Boulder somewhere? Yeah, in a little, like, townhouse thing in Boulder with a detached one-car garage. And uh, we did that for six months, and we taught um, a 6 p.m. Clock, a p.m. class Monday through Thursday, and then we had a Saturday class. And then it got to the point where I was like, we're not going to grow anymore here. Right. And so we well, started. How many people you can put in your garage? Yeah, and I mean, only so many people you put in your garage, and really, there's only so much, as bad as it sounds, like credibility you can get That's from fair. the garage. Yeah. And like, you know, we were doing well, but it was that kind of like I'm just chugging along. Yeah. So. so, how did people find you? Just out of curiosity. <sighs> we oh, we had a blog. Did you? Oh yes, oh, the yeah. Garage Forty One Fifty. Oh yeah, we had a Garage Forty One Fifty um, website, and we posted every, the workout every day. And I think, you know, I'd go to, like, I'd get really excited, and I'd be like, we're, like, in the blog world. This is great. And I'd go to, like, the little analytics, and I'd be yeah. like, you had one view. And then I'd go and look at it and be like, be my mom. Yeah, great. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> and she'd leave a comment or something. <laughs> my mom does that in my blog. Yeah. My dad yeah. also leaves comments. Your I'm mom like, was the first one guys. to leave us an iTunes comment. <laughs> it's nice, though. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it you know, is, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's for you. It's wonderful. Carol? Yeah. How Sarah. did I remember yeah. that? <laughs> See? It's, okay. It's good. No, yeah. it's good. All right. So you had a blog. Uh, so you had a blog. Anyways, uh, I'll speed the story up. No. And then, um, so we moved downtown into Boulder, and we were in this little dinky 800-square-foot space that we got on a sublease from a woman that was not very nice. <laughs> and she did not do CrossFit. She did not do CrossFit. <laughs> she was like, I don't care what you do, just pay me rent. But um, then after we were there for uh, three months, we knocked more walls down, and then a year later, we knocked more walls down, and we were there for two years. And by the end, when we left, we had about 2,000 square feet. And, and you then, started in 2008 in your garage. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then how, like, yeah. And then a couple of years later, you were in? 2011, I think. Yeah, because we're three years now into our space now. Yeah. We, we just got too full, and we couldn't, you know, we've always capped our classes. And so, <laughs> but we didn't even have room to cap them at where we wanted so yeah. we closed membership for a while and just looked for spaces and uh we found one in the most ginormous space ever well it is if okay if, if it sounds large and it's, <laughs> it's not I'm, I'm always hesitant to say I it houses everybody we all of our athletes but it is large it's yeah. 10,000 square feet so <laughs> it's a little bit bigger than the 2,000 square feet yeah well. but um but you know the design of it makes it feel very cozy <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've never gone so, there. It was fun. I felt very like I, I did the I did the Harvest Hoedown. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So fun. Yeah, you did with yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a fun event. Yeah. Um, I did what workout did I do there? It was a hero wad. It was deadlifts and handstand pushups and pull ups. Wait for it. <laughs> deadlifts, handstand pushups, and pull ups. Uh, is it 30? No, that's not 30 under. Did you just do it like with a friend? Like, no, it was like we were staying in Boulder. Right oh, I and then we were staying in Boulder. Gotcha. It was like, or Thanksgiving, we came in and did it anyway. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was fun. I don't yeah. know. It's it a really fun. cool space. That was the first time I ever did yeah. box handstand push-ups. Nice. And oh, took that with me and yeah. taught it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we've been there, but, uh, and then I guess along that time, that's when I, so I did the old CrossFit level two. Uh, which was like a on-site, you go, you coach people, they either tell you coach them great or they tell you fail, and I passed it, and then I was asked to intern for the seminar staff, and that was in 2009. End of 2009, I did level two, I guess, beginning of 2010, I interned. And at this point, you were just owning the gym as your full-time gig? Yeah. Okay. Full-time gig, yes. <laughs> Still living off of boyfriend, soon-to-be fiancé salary. <laughs> Technical services director for a computer company. Oh, wow. that, sounds so. that sounds like an adult job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. 
<laughs> it's supported in my endeavors. Yeah. Um, as long as I get to do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good that the relationship yeah. worked out. Yeah. <laughs> That's that could have been risky. <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah, so then we've been in the new space for, well, not new anymore. It's like three years. It feels like home. Gosh, that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you have a level four certification? Yes. I don't think anyone really knows what that is. Yeah. That means you you actually get to call yourself a coach, unlike the rest of us. Right. Who are now just level one watch. trainers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Um, actually, this morning, this is, I, like, we, this Wall Street Journal guy wanted to talk to somebody about what it's like to not be able to find jeans, and so he called me and Joy, and I talked to him today, and I was like, okay, but if in the article you call me a CrossFit coach, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, that's awesome. That means the terminology is spreading, yeah. yeah. and then it'll start to distinguish people, and you know. You can say that I coach CrossFit, but you can't call me a coach. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, just, just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> no, it all goes back to just... Um, so there's a certificate level of the of the process now, and then there's a certification level. And so you've got your process at level one, which is the level one course, level one trainer course. And that, you know, it's where you lay the theory, the methodology, it's the broad brush basics of what is CrossFit as well as introductory movement. And then you have the level two now. Mm-hmm. It used to be called the coach prep course. Mm-hmm. And that's where you go and it's really a coaching development course. It's one of my favorite ones to teach because it's just it's fun. It's about getting better at coaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of times I think that coaches, I mean, at least this is my experience, you know, we're on the floor a lot and we're coaching and we're doing and we're doing and we're doing, but we don't always have someone on the sidelines saying, Hey, you might want to consider this. Or did you see that. this person? Yeah. Yeah. So I might be able to give feedback to my coaches, but even that, like I have to like schedule it in my calendar yeah. and be like, I am doing this. Cause otherwise there's so many other things to do. And it's, it's so less impactful on the, than it on the in spot. Minute. You're be able to be like, Oh, I saw you did that. Did mm-hmm. you notice they're also doing this? Yeah. And it's a long, it, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a long term yeah. <laughs> development and an investment in whoever you're working with or you yeah. or whatever. So, but so the level two is, is that in a weekend. Um, and is then one or two days, it's two days. Okay. Yeah. It's two days. I was looking at it. It looked like it was only one day. I was like, really? No, it's two. And then the, and then so those are those are certificate courses. And then the level three was really taking CrossFit. You know, CrossFit got a lot of criticism of like, you know, oh, there's not a certification program, or there's not, you know, it's not on par with like a strength and conditioning coach and things like that. And right. So, like you send these people for two days, and all of a sudden they're in charge. Exactly. Like, yeah. But if you think about any any profession, really, not really profession, but if you think about any sort of certification type thing. There's the introductory course, there's yeah. a developmental course, there's maybe continuing education credits, and then there's some really standalone exam. Like capstone. Yeah, that sets like people board. apart. Yeah. Totally. And that's what the CCFT is, which is now the CrossFit Level 3. And that gives you the title of a certified CrossFit trainer. So okay. that means you are CrossFit certified you know, right. you get to use the word certified for the first time. <laughs> right. As long as I have my level one. Exactly. I sleep with it at night. I, I own it. I frame it. Right. Exactly. I touch it. Uh, <laughs> I look at Grey Glass signature and think, did he really see this? Uh, signed everyone. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is wonderful. No, no. No. They let down. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. She got real excited. It's a little secret. Yeah, he might have signed yours, though. He probably did. So I, like, knew that Claire. He did a great job. Um... <laughs> No, so, and then with the level four, that was really the, that's kind of like the capstone. So that's okay. saying, okay, so not only, you know, not only are you book smart, you can pass four hour exam. That really is a tremendously wonderful exam in that it. it level three is a four hour exam? Mm-hmm. Wow. You go to a testing site and uh, you answer 150 questions and they're video based, they're analysis based, they're every broad brush area of. CrossFit, CrossFit, but more in depth. And, and that's a proving ground from a testing basis, but you know, in the same way that like you could, you know, they always use the analogy, like you could graduate from the top of your med school class with the best boards, but if you can't like figure out how to operate someone in the moment, like you're not going to be a great doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with coaching. And so the level four is basically the old level two. So, uh, it's coming out. It hasn't come out yet, partly because there aren't that many level threes out there yet to need to offer it yet, but the level four will be the old level two. So you'll go to a, a site and there'll be level, there'll be HQ trainers there that will evaluate your ability to coach 10 people that just come in off the streets and sort of volunteer their time. That's, that's the idea behind it. Do you have a fun thing to volunteer? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I actually, it's funny you said that because way back in the day, I volunteered for the old level too. Uh Um, And yeah, I remember it like really vividly going down to Golden, the Colorado State Patrol, and being like the people that move and get coached and stuff. Yeah. Um, But so yeah, so there's, so with the level four, the way it worked, because that's going to be the same credential um, from the level two to the new level four, if you had passed the old level two, you automatically, and you pass the level three test, then you automatically earn the CrossFit, the certified CrossFit coach. Oh, <laughs> credential. So, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really neat. I don't know. It's a really neat step for CrossFit. It's a really yeah. neat step mm-hmm. because uh, legit. Yeah, le- legit, and it puts us. You know, this isn't just like. I mean, it's not like it ever wasn't with a goal, but you know, a lot of. The bigger tests that have been around for years and years and years, they've been around for longer. There's been more right. time to develop. CrossFit's so new. To go through that process in just 10 years, I think it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, and it gives somebody, like, who wants to be coaching CrossFit as a career, like, an actual, because most like, well, yeah, you're one. Yeah. Have fun. And yeah. CrossFitters, like, I mean, especially coaches, like, a lot of them are really driven, and they want yeah. to improve, and they... You know, they they might be coaching on their own at their affiliate, and yeah. to be able to go to a level two or go and take a level three and have that to say, okay, I am progressing. It's just neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. So yeah, is there how how many coaches or I guess that's the wrong word. How many level one? <laughs> you can say level one. <laughs> They're coaches. Whoa, how many level one? Certifications? Go on. Certificate <laughs> holders? How many owners? <laughs> sleep with it with their pillow? I don't know. We could look at the training director. <laughs> How many people have gray glass and cigarette drinking on their fridge? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let me think. Uh, this is ballpark, and I don't know. On the spot. Six times. I know. Six times. Six is 36, 360, 360. So what's 360 times 52? Oh. <laughs> <I am. Let> me... <laughs> You don't? <laughs> well, I have a calculator on my phone. So. Wait, 36 divided by 2 would be 15, 16, 18. It's like 18,000. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Wow. So, Dang. It's, so, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe like 120,000. That sounds too low, though. And then yeah. how many do you think progress to go on and get Further. the 2 or 3? Or, well, yeah. so this is what, I mean, I, I don't, I don't actually think that many do. Proportionally. Because I haven't... Right. I, well, and I don't know a ton, but I... Yeah. Well, level two has been around for a while. But didn't it used to be, like, a way bigger deal to get, like, the, the old level two? The old level two, yes. Absolutely. Because okay. it's into the new level four. Right. It is that kind of capstone type thing. But, uh... But what's interesting, I think it's cool, is, like, so the level one... You know, people take it for so many different reasons. Some of them want to go and be coaches. And, yeah. you know, more and more on the weekends when we're, we're kicking off and I say, how many of you guys are taking this because you want to be trainers, you want to coach people. And, you know, half the people raise their hand. I'm like, how many of you are taking this because you love CrossFit and you want to be able to do it better? And the other half raise their hand. Which I, I think is really, like, I get so many people who write to yes. us and say, Claire, I'm thinking about taking the yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, would you recommend it? And, my, and, like, a lot of people are really worried, like, I haven't been doing CrossFit for that long, or I can't, yeah. you know, my movements aren't that great. Is it going to be okay? And I'm like, if this is very akin almost to saying those people who come to you and are like, well, I want to start CrossFit, but I can't do a pull-up. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, you learn Just it. Just start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, my advice is always, like, if you love CrossFit, you'll love the level one. You'll love the level one, and it the level one isn't some, like intimidating let's throw right. you under the bus type I think thing. a lot of people think and they think is. that and and we're always trying to you know and and rightfully so like you know years and years ago it was it had a little bit more of that vibe when CrossFit was just coming on but yeah, yeah. you know now the goal is that and it's always been the goal but to really give people tools and resources so that wherever they go back to and however they use CrossFit whether it's for yeah. themselves you know they might get a little bit more out of the nutrition part they might get a little bit more out of you know, oh, my knee's always been bugging me in my squat, and now it doesn't because I went to a level one. There's just so much information, and whether you've been crossfitting for two days right. or you've been crossfitting for two years, yeah, you'll walk away with more information, more knowledge in some capacity that'll help you right. do it better. When um, I took my level one, there was a guy there who had never done crossfit before, and he's like, so awesome. Asked, <laughs> people come without ever doing it. Do some people do? Oh yeah. This guy was like a very experienced personal trainer. I was like, just wanted to like, broaden his horizons. And he asked Matt Chan something about how, uh, he's like, yeah, that must have, that looks crossfit games. That would be a really hard day. <laughs> and he was like, it's four days. And, he, and the guy was like, oh my God. And we were like, yeah, this is 
No, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, if any, I mean, if, if people are considering taking a level one, I, I'm always, you know, all in. You so what's the proportion that you said of people who are just doing it to and get going. better and not to be coaching? I would say that it's almost a third of the people, this is just, you know, from generally when we sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a third of the people raise their hand and they're like, yes, I'm taking this because I want to coach or I want to own an affiliate. And the rest of them are there because they've had some really awesome experience with CrossFit and, and they want to take it further and they're looking for more information. I know that looks like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, to, exactly. I had no idea. I was like, well, maybe in the future I might want to, but yeah. not yeah. like it's not this like clear A to B. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We, 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 my mom did it, um, like a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago. And she's been doing CrossFit, she's been doing CrossFit for a while. And she, you know, she was nervous obviously yeah. to do it, but it just, how, whoever you are, however you take it, however, you know, what age you are, whenever you started CrossFit, there's just so much information to help you almost attach to whatever speaks to you more. Yeah. And so if you're older, we, we talk about that in the lecture. If you're younger, we talk about that in the lecture. And so there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot there. That's cool. And you went to regionals how many times? Mm. Like five out of the last six years. Yes. And the one year you didn't go is because you were pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I won't be. <laughs> Um, yeah, so did regionals in, um, 2009, yeah, nine, and then 10 and 11, and then I was pregnant in 2012. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then... In place in the No, 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 10. in 2012, I was individual too. 2013, I had a baby. And then this year, I... Which I think is in and of itself a regional. Yeah, I would say that would probably be hard. <laughs> I'm going to call that original. It had its own vibe. It had its own PR. Exactly. PR labor. And it was so funny. Well, what cracked me up too is like, I don't know if people think I'm crazy, which I'm I'm definitely not crazy. Like, I'm not like a super athlete. I'm not like gung-ho about like, I don't don't know. I just don't like, it's not, I don't know. Anyways, people would be like, are you just devastated that you can't like compete at regionals? And I was like, no, I'm having a child. (laughs) And I'm like really excited about that. But it was amazing to me. Like how many people just... I don't know, randomly that I would talk to her or whatever, I'd be like, are you just so upset? And I was like, nope, this, this, I wanted this. Like and this? this is a little bit more important to me. And, you know, everyone has their goals and depending on where you sure, are, like, yeah. sure, if you're an incredible thing. CrossFitter, you know, and you yeah. were going to go to the games or something and you get pregnant, like, I'm sure that could be devastating and it's sure. all right. But that wasn't really my goal. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just there to play. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of funny. But, um, and then I'm last having, year. I'm having a child. So. <laughs> it was like a goal as well. Yeah, exactly. And a bigger one. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, what was that like, doing regionals? For, for as long as you did, and probably seeing it evolve over yeah. the years as it became more popular? Yeah. Because you placed in the top 10 every year. And you went yeah. last year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last energy. year, I qualified individually. I was, I, I think I was the last spot. That's still pretty The awesome. last spot. But, uh... Take it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, we, we had a great team, and we had a bunch of people. And honestly, like, I just... I'm, I've found over the years that I, I really love competing mm-hmm. and I love throwing it all out there, but I do it really, uh, I do it a lot better when I'm on a team. I think mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Hard. It oh, was really so fun. Better. I don't really feel pain when I'm on a team. When I'm by myself, I'm like, well, I have to do all the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Far from because you have like other people who you knew were suffering just as much as you yeah. that were like there for you. It's just, and, <laughs> it's just a fun. It's a, it was a tremendously fun experience. Yeah. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, so but yeah, so we I started in two thousand nine. We went. You don't have to qualify for regionals. There's no qualifier. <laughs> um, so I went. I actually missed the games by one spot that year. That was uh, interesting. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was in like I look at the pictures and I was in like board shorts and like my little garage 4150 like hand printed t-shirt and like these old chuck taylors oh my god it was ridiculous that's amazing and then on the deadlift workout because the guy kept like counting at the top and i never had to count my reps i ended up doing nine deadlifts every round instead of eight and he was like put it down i was like i have one more (laughs) that's like original gangster stuff Yeah. No, I was just clueless. Yeah. I was just clueless style. I love seeing pictures of the old cross because, like, now it's, like, everything is, like, Reebok. I mean, even at, like, Wadapalooza, everything is, like, right. Reebok. Everything They're is totally everything. trickling down. Yeah, and 
And like you look at the old Costa Games pictures and people are in like their Nikes and they're like Adidas like track pants <laughs> and like they're you know just like champion sports. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all of that came from like Gart Brothers and then <laughs> Exactly. And there yeah, it, it was it was its own thing. Yeah. It was different. And then in 2010 they did a sectional. You had to go to a sectional and then you had to qualify for regionals from the sectionals. Okay. That was a little bit of a different year. Yeah. Yeah. So the sectional is like the open now? Yeah. In place of the... In yeah, it was like an on-site two-day special. Huh. Can someone explain to me what's going on with... The, I didn't really read in depth of what's changing about the Open. Everything. About the Open? Yeah. It's completely oh, different. Yeah. No, I'm like, kidding. What, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, what's, what's as far as like... division now. Huh? They're scaled. Mm-hmm. And then what else is and changing? And then the qualifying... Yeah, the, the qualifying way, for the like games. Like, the number of people... Right. Or and, to regionals. And where you go is different. Okay. Yes. Now, if we want to go watch, we go to Dallas. Instead oh, of like right. Salt Lake City or something. Oh, I thought it was Vegas. Is it Dallas? Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so basically what they did is they created super regions. So at the top level. So the regional now will be our combination will be the Southwest, the South Central, and South America. When I hear the term super region, all I can think of here about here's a hot mm-hmm. Super region, super storm, sharknado. <laughs> I do think super region. I, every time I hear super region, I'm like, okay, this doesn't fit with my CrossFit brain yet. Yeah, right? I have to like let it marinate. For yeah, me. right. Um, <clears throat> and then because because they're going to have three regions together, you I, I think it's the top twenty. You have to qualify in the top twenty in the open. Okay. And then that top Instead twenty. It was the top 40. 48. Okay. I think. Wow. wow. Significantly more competitive. Oh my god! Yeah, totally more competitive. And so I think because of that, and this is all. I'm just. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know any of this. We're in a fact. I haven't. Well, no, it's not like I've had like (laughs) conversations with people that know all this stuff. Um, But I think what we'll see is that the, the level of the open, maybe we'll take a step up. I agree. um, To be able to kind of pull out all those people effectively. Because there's also a scale division. Yeah. But I still think we'll see that sort of promotion of, going after it as far as you can. So like the muscle ups yeah. toward the end of the effort. So if you can do everything else, you're still there playing the RX yeah. version. Um, and then with the scaled option, I think, you know, honestly, I, I don't even know if it's because of that. It's sort of like, there are so many people that are just starting CrossFit Yeah. that like, okay, sure. So it's one thing to say, like I did the open last year and I PR'd my front squat or, you know, my overhead squat has got one rep in that workout. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, that's 40 more pounds than I've ever really, lifted. I can't even overhead squat. I don't yeah. But have that I think idea. that's really responsible of CrossFit in a lot of ways. Not responsible. Cool. Because it's like facilitating everybody's fitness. Yeah. Like everybody can continue to do the open. I yeah. think it's going to be neat. Yeah. I agree with that so. because I think last year there was like a little bit, at least for me, I felt like there was, on the one hand, this message of like the open is for everyone. Right. And then on the other hand, these wads that were really not safe for me personally to do. Right. Yeah. And it was like, okay, where is my, like, I don't know, like 14.5 was like a borderline irresponsible decision on my part as an athlete. Yeah. And like, so to have those two conflicting, right. like, open is for everyone and here's this really hard thing. And I think that's the thing is like, that's why we've seen the the open evolve every year. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, it's, it's changing. It's like, it's changed every year since it started, guys. Right. <laughs> and, and part of that is because the community is changing, yeah. you know, the people that are involved. And I mean, I look at the games athletes that, you know, just have been doing the games for years. And, you know, whereas maybe the gap between like a games athlete and a top 10 regionals athlete was like, you know an inch or two yeah. a couple years ago. Now it's like miles. Yeah. Like they're truly professional athletes. Yeah. Like, so yeah, using the open as that baseline test is fantastic. But at the same time, you know, I think not trying to <laughs> crush anyone's soul, but I think it's like, you know, you kind of have to be like, okay, so they're like professional people that do this right. now. And I'm going to, I'm going to try my damnedest. Yeah. yeah like, being like, well, here's like the open for like a 400 meter dash in the Olympics. Right. We're all going to get out and it's going to be fun. Right. Yeah. And like, we did that. If, you, right. if the Olympics did that, or if the U.S. like track and field did that, nobody would be like devastated if they weren't like, you know, in the top 20, they'd be like, well, shit, that's not my thing. Right. You know? yeah, but I had a good time. Exactly. Yeah. Like a new t-shirt. So yeah. I hope we get like, I hope hope that comes out a little right. bit more this year as we start to see that like this is no longer like a semi-amateur thing this is right. like they're professional. true professionals and and how cool is it that we can you know yeah kind of do it all together but yeah. then at the end so of the day that's always been the cool thing about CrossFit is everyone feels like they're a part of the bigger yeah. picture and, and I think that's important still and yeah. I think that's still happening yeah. you know with the open I, so I saw a post from I think it was Matt is either Matt Chan or Chris Beeler talking about 
looking back on going to the regionals and uh-huh. they are going to the games and it was like all I did that whole that year was like three days of main site programming and then right. like four rest days right. and I went to the games and I was like yeah now you need like an endurance coach a gymnastics totally. coach like an Olympic weightlifting uh, program which just highlights which just highlights how much you know it's going into totally. that you totally. know like if you think about like a professional football team there's like seven different coaches yeah. and then there's like a whole support staff and it you know it's the same idea just now for like these athletes that are right you know going to the game so yeah it's cool i read that i was like if only (laughs) (laughs) well i think for a while when it was newer yeah everyone had yeah everyone had the i think the idea that they could actually go yes yes and and that was awesome that was wonderful it it really it's exactly it and now i'm just like yeah that ain't happening And I, I actually wrote a blog post on CrossFit cross Elevation every week, like every day a coach has a different thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, I wrote a post and I was like, if you don't know what the Open is, it's the first tier of the CrossFit Games. I was like, but don't think you have to be a competitive right. athlete. As a matter of fact. <laughs> we always like, call it like the local 5K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you'd never question like signing up for like the turkey challenge or not right, the, turkey uh, the turkey trot. Yeah. Yeah, you just go and you do it. Same thing with the Open. This is your turkey trot. Right. Do the and like, maybe gives you a little extra, like, yeah, right. to like totally get like, really work like on that. a weakness, but yeah. I really like that. It does yeah. give you that extra push. Yeah. I want to jump to a question yeah. as we're talking about that because someone wrote in asking, um, what advice do you have for young CrossFitters who want to compete? So there's awesome. that piece, mm-hmm. but I want to kind of ask about too, or kind of comment about what I found from doing the open and just doing local competitions was how much better it makes me just in the gym. Right. Of, the endurance, the mental game, mm-hmm. the everything. It, it gives you like a purpose almost. It, like it, not like a purpose, yeah. like a, like a more like clear application. I don't know how to put it into words, but I feel like anytime I do a wad, ever since I've done just a handful of local competitions, right. that I'm like, oh, I remember this feeling when I was competing mm-hmm. of how you have to keep going and how you yeah. can't stop and how you're like. <laughs> Like, all those things of, like, oh, I've done this before, and when I'm tired, you have to keep moving, because, right. yeah, so, right. um, it's inter- anyway, so that yeah. made me think about that piece, too, mm-hmm. but what did, she wants to know, um, young CrossFitters who want to compete. Yeah, so I think the, I mean, the biggest things I see is, uh, the biggest thing I would say is let yourself, take the time to develop, and, and that sounds, you know, when you think about these athletes that are coming out, and they are you know, they're coming from professional athletes. You think about how long any professional athlete takes to develop. Well, this is becoming a real sport. And so it's not just saying, oh, I need to win every wad, independent of form or independent of of so many other factors that are going on. Um, And and really taking the time to move well and to see that scaling can be beneficial to get you to those end goals. Mm -hmm. Second thing I think is having a mentor, having someone that can coach you through this and be very honest with you. You know, it's great if you're good at things, but that's not the stuff that you need to be doing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then for someone that truly wants to compete, kind of like what you just said about they have a gymnastics coach, they have an Olympic coach, you need to seek out the best. And so if, you know, if if you're doing your, your gyms programming, you know, your classes there, three or four or five days a week for your basic general physical preparedness, your your GPP. Then it's saying, okay, who can I go to Ole with one? Yeah, your GPP. Uh, Then who can you go have an Ole class with? Mm -hmm. And is there a local gymnastics place that you can go take an adult gymnastics class? And and realistically, it's, you know, looking out like a little bit longer. Um, You know, how many, our team was totally guilty of this. You know, how many teams out there last year had just a complete hole in handstand walking? Mm. Yeah. You know, and how many of those teams that did, could you go back to that team now, you know, eight months later and say, can your everybody on your team now walk on their hands? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be like, right. oh no, I didn't really work on that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so I think just taking the time to develop, finding the coaches that are going to help you with those specialty areas develop. And then the other thing that, you know, the whole programming piece is always a big, you know, well, I'm at this gym and they do this programming right. and all that stuff. But really it's honestly, I think it's, having a really consistent foundation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not jumping ship all the time, staying with one programming, marinating it, letting it develop. Yeah. There's so many different ways to do that, but, you know, it's not uncommon. You guys probably hear this too. It's like, oh, I'm doing this programming, and then the games are done. It's like, this person won the games, so and now we're all going to do this programming, and yeah. now I'm going to do this programming. And, you know, I've heard so many games athletes actually say this over the years. of like, oh, yeah, I thought about, I thought about switching to her coach. And it sort of highlights the fact of, like, 
there's a lot of good programming out there, but yeah. the big thing that like the top athletes do is they do it. Right. Yeah, they yeah, do it all. It. Yeah, and they're we consistent. We talked about that of, like so program consistent. hopping and, yeah. and yeah. jumping around from this programming to that programming and right. Yeah, if you spend like six weeks on one thing. You're like, well, I'm not getting results from this. And right. It's like, yeah. Give it, yeah. I mean, six weeks is nothing if yeah. we're talking about someone that wants to compete at a high level. That's a two or three year goal at this point. Going into CrossFit, yeah. you know, realistically. I also yeah. think about it like a lot of those athletes were, you know, like collegiate level one or mm-hmm. D one athletes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why I had this frog in my throat. Like <laughs> these D one athletes, so like they were elite athletes before they even started CrossFit. Like right. they have spent hundreds of thousands of hours in the gym already, right. and now they're just sort of like tweaking their focus. Yeah, a little bit. and and they're tweaking their focus, but really giving them like more credit in a way is like there's also massive holes in their game that's true you know if you if you were an all-star you know there's a couple um top crossfitters that were you know great football players in college that's awesome i guarantee you they weren't walking on their hands right. during during practice you know right. um so there's just there's a lot of elements that yeah you can you kind of have a higher athletic capacity to start with but i mean it's such a broad sport yeah <laughs> that's very true so yeah. and i feel like it can vary from year to year a little bit too like what shows up in the programming for the games and the oh, sure. like it could be something that you're like well can't do that yeah but i can do everything else yeah, yeah. <clears throat> totally totally um can we have a lot of listeners who uh have never done crossfit oh, okay and which is so funny to me but we get so many emails from people that are like i never tried crossfit but i did after listening to your podcast because it's like they're scared to go into a gym, but they'll listen to this and okay. they'll kind of see what Realize, it's yeah. about. You're not that scary. It's not yeah, that I'm scary. not that scary. <laughs> and then, so after they listen to it, they're like, okay, it's not scary. I can do it now. So do you have any advice for people who are thinking of trying CrossFit and are really scared? Mm-hmm. They still have that mentality that it's a scary thing that you have to be super in shape for. <laughs> right. So, I mean, on the in shape side, I mean, it sounds silly, but you're doing it to get in shape. Right. So yeah. that's almost like expected from any coach that... I mean, any coach that coaches at our gym is never ever going to expect anyone that comes in to quote unquote be in shape. Yeah. Um, and I get that. That's kind of a traditional gym thing, right? Like I'm going to go work out on my own. Then I'm going to start yeah. going to the gym. It's like, no, nah, yeah. just go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and no matter what, even if you do work out on your own, that first watt is still going to be horrible. Right. There's really nothing you can yeah. do We're to prepare tell you. yourself. But We're I also, tell you now. yeah, it is. But I think also like it's horrible. Sure. But I think people don't put enough emphasis on, like, the potential or what's possible. Yeah. So, like, if you really want to lose weight and you and you haven't done – you haven't found anything that's helped you do it, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? Yeah. Then what do you have to lose? Like, yeah. there's, there's plenty of other uncomfortable situations in your life that are probably far more – truly awful yeah you know? and far less beneficial right and so i think like i know for us like when we do our intro sessions and stuff we we really highlight and we focus on the the long-term benefits of crossfit the health the wellness and and truly like the intensity part of it and the workout we really play it down because when someone comes in for their first workout that's not the goal mm-hmm. yeah the goal is to just have them move and, and I'm not trying to get them to move faster. I'm not trying to get them to move as quickly as they possibly can and throw up or, you know, right, whatever right, it is. Right. By any means. Right, you're not because trying to tear their hands. No. Or is is Pukey still a thing? Like, is he still a mascot? Or is that he done? is. He is. Except, yeah, he is. CrossFit has hung on to him because he's so <laughs> iconic. But yeah. I, I feel like there's less and less I go to gyms where it's like, and there's the puke bucket. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. So I think for be- so I think for beginner crossfitters though, though one athlete who's in a trade is about throwing up. Oh. <laughs> See, I think throwing up is a choice. Yeah, uh, it is. It's definitely. <laughs> some people good. argue with me forever, but I'm like, okay, listen. If you really wanted someone to con- convince someone that like you'd gone really hard. I mean, all I have to do is throw up. And I was yeah. like, dude, that guy went, like, so hard he threw up. So I'm like, so is throwing up the end result? Or is it, like, the goal so everybody thinks you're, yeah, like, like, a there's badass. a point where you know, like, if you're getting there. Like, you can, right. you can it stop down. and yeah. slow it down. That's true, too. Some people can't. Those are the people that are true pukers. Yeah. Where they're just like, I got to finish the workout. <laughs> true pukers. I have a guy who... Not like poser pukers. Yeah, right? I have a guy who... I think he's getting better because he's learning to pace. But at first, like, the first... <laughs> For like the first two months, he came in every Thursday. We would do sprint interval walks, and every Thursday he would throw walks. And you, his face would turn really red, and then he would start losing color, starting at the top of his face and working down. And by the time I got to his nose, I was like, "It's a point of no return." <laughs> Jeez, I was like, "It was, it was gross." <laughs> that part is funny watching him be like, 
Oh, no. Waiting for it, and then sure enough, you go outside. Oh, no, it's like he has his own timer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stop, like, slow down. He's like, I don't know what it is. Alright. <laughs> 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 hey, come back in and finish the workout. Like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that won't happen to you if you're going to start crafting. Yeah, no, but I think also, so the other thing I think that gets overlooked, though, is it's really the coach's job. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, if someone comes to our gym and they're like, oh, I'm really intimidated to start crossing, I'm going to try. I'm like, hey, cool. So I totally get it. Give me a half hour. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Just yeah. give me a half hour. And then really it's the coach's job to make it so incredibly inviting and build them up in that yeah. half hour that they're like, oh, I could totally do this. Yeah. And and take out all the, the other bullshit that mm-hmm. like tends to come into it of like, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, the first thing's going to be terrible and awful and all that stuff. It's just like, if you have an inviting coach that walks them through it step by step, like, there's no question that someone's going to walk away and be like, yeah, I really can do this. Yeah. So, I think it goes yeah. both ways. That's really cool. Totally. So, go do CrossFit. Don't yeah. be scared. All right. <laughs> Laura wants to know, what was it like for you to do CrossFit while pregnant? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. You know, every day was just incredible. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, miracle I felt day. light as a feather the whole time. <laughs> like, miracle glow. life together with the miracle of CrossFit. <laughs> no. Uh... Well, so, I mean, honestly, I'm really thankful that I found CrossFit because I can see how, like, I used to run. Mm-hmm. I could see how I could have done CrossFit, or not, sorry, I could have gotten pregnant having never found CrossFit. I mean, like, oh, I'm going to run to stay in shape, and then gone and run, like, one time and, like, oh, my God, I don't know how to work out anymore. Like, I have nothing yeah. at my disposal or t- disposal to, like, help me, you know scale yeah well and even just like move yeah so that was the awesome part about crossfit yeah i i did it through all the way up until two days before she was born i think um i was i went hiking the next day i was like so fed up i was just like i was like 10 days overdue and i was like if this kid doesn't come out no um so i i went for a hike and i didn't work out that day but um yeah i did it i did it um (laughs) um it was, I mean, it was awesome. And I, I think a lot of people, um, I never felt that I didn't have something that I could do that was a really great option fitness-wise and a really safe option baby-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think that because, you know, as you as you evolve through your pregnancy, like certain movements feel great and everybody's a little bit different. So there was some stuff that people were like, oh, I loved rowing when I was pregnant. And I was like, I don't want to go near a rower. I hate the rower. <laughs> like, you know, and so like, but who cares? Because I could pull a sled instead and yeah. things like that. So it was awesome. Now I'm actually pregnant again. And this one's been a little bit different because the first couple months I didn't feel as well. And so to be perfectly honest, I did constantly varied functional movements with zero intensity. Like, I literally just kind of walked through the gym, and I moved every day because I knew I felt better, but, like, there was just nothing there. But, it, you know, but I still had something to do, and now I'm through that. Yeah, so intensity is relative. Totally yeah. relative. And I think people lose sight of that, too. Like, you know, um, your body's really good at self-scaling, and especially when you're, you know, thinking about another human being the whole time. Right. It, it's an extra layer of self-scaling. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And I think a lot of people are intimidated. Um and not throwing all the men in the world under the bus. But I think, you know, just I have heard from a lot of women that um, I've talked to at other gyms where there's, like, not a female coach on staff that they can readily talk to about. Um, right. And so I think that sometimes, you know, that can be that can be the difficult part of, like, hey, what can I do? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? And even at our yeah. gym, you know, it's I'm more the resource, and I try and get all that information out to yeah, the coaches, like obviously. Yeah, you know, if somebody could actually say, I'm pregnant, what do I do? I'd be like, I have. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. And so we do, like, a – we've educated the coaches. We have a document about how to scale and, and how to modify and things like that. And if they want to email me about that, that's more yeah. than fine. Yeah. Um, cool. Share that stuff. And how can people contact you? Just Nicole at CrossFitRoots.com. All right. Yeah. Um, and then just – how you felt through your pregnancy, mm-hmm. if, how did CrossFit help? Yeah. Um, and when did you get back to working out after your delivery? So CrossFit helped during, I think, just keeping me just feeling good. Yeah. I felt so good through, you know, the first pregnancy, like, I don't even think I knew. I was like, I, I don't get this thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What's the big deal? What's what's the big deal? deal? <laughs> Um, but I think it was the working out, you know, it was like, and were you also not eating sugar at the time? Yeah. So I gave up sugar for a year, like two months before I got pregnant. (laughs) Oh 
Um, yeah, that I don't was even know interesting. How that works? <laughs> it was an interesting time. <laughs> but yeah, um, we can talk about that. But yeah, so so during the pregnancy, it was just being able to continuously work out throughout the nine months. I felt really strong. I I felt that you know just I just felt good. I think it was a lot of a mental thing. Yeah. And then afterward. Um, I listened to the doctor. I had this awesome doctor in Boulder and, um, you know, I didn't work out for six weeks. I mean, well, okay. So I didn't do anything. <laughs> I CrossFitters also. Went. But I know. Well, so at like four weeks, I, I remember at four weeks I was going crazy, but I really kind of wanted to listen to her because I think to be honest, I was more afraid about doing some like permanent damage to the whole healing process, um, by like going back and lifting. And I'd never yeah. done this before. So I was like, I'm just going to give them six weeks. I did pull a sled uh, from week four to week six, like three days a week, because I was kind of going out of my mind. I mean, I feel like that's like kind of yeah, very similar to like it's like the most functional thing possible. Yeah, I just walked with weight behind me. Now I did put my daughter on my chest, and then CrossFit Everyone posted so that, bad. and people were very concerned that I might trip and fall on my baby. <laughs> Which brought out a lot of hate comments, and I was like, you realize the sled's behind me, so in order for me to fall forward, the sled would have to somehow, like, fly forward and let... I mean, it was just so oh ridiculous. Gosh, the things people will come up with I know. say and criticize. But, um, yeah, so I waited the four weeks, and, and really just, you know, I ate really well. I, you know, I didn't feel like I really needed to work out. I was happy being at home, and then, uh, and then got back to it, so... Yeah. So, you felt yeah. good getting back into it. How are you feeling yeah. now? Now, um, from the last pregnancy, from the last one, I mean, I think, you know, having one kid and then having another kid makes it, you know, there's less time in the day. So I probably have like, I probably am working out a little bit less overall. Um, but I'm pretty much doing the same exact thing and I feel good and, um, everything's going the same way it did last time. So it seems (laughs) just stay the course, I guess. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, tell us about, I guess, your personal goals. Like, is there any goals you have for your journey in CrossFit and where you want to go? Yeah. Um, I'd like to imagine the question. Yeah. How have your goals evolved over time? Because I know a lot of people yeah. get to, like, two, three, come mm-hmm. here, a couple years of CrossFit, and yeah. it's like they feel like they've done everything there is to do, uh-huh. or they really start to plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have you... How have you kept the spark in your relationship? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a date night every Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Handwritten notes in the um, yeah, that's, neat, that's, neat, that's, neat, that's a neat question. Um, <laughs> let me think about that. No. So, I mean, when I started CrossFit, you're right. When I started CrossFit, my goal totally, you know, was can I qualify for this thing called the CrossFit Games? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the early, early days. Um and that really was my, my main goal in CrossFit from a personal side. Now, from the uh, affiliate side, my goal was I was going to start a CrossFit gym. And everyone's like, what was your vision? And I'm like, I don't know. You know? So, like... People working out? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, people come to my classes. And, like... And, of course, my dad was like, you gave up a government-paying job with benefits. And I was like, yep. Um, but, um, yeah, so I didn't, like, have a specific goal. But then... You know, as the as the sport evolved, I think um, it did. I did that thing where, like, for two years I went to regionals and I failed at the same things. Yeah. Um, what were your... What I've were always your, been terrible at handstand push-ups. I swam forever, so I'm really good at pulling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not good at pushing. Fair enough. Um, and I just, you know, I never addressed it. And it's interesting because, you know, you can read so much of the original articles on the CrossFit Journal are just so... I mean, they literally word for word tell you work your weaknesses and right. you hear it and you read it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. I did like, I did like five handstand push-ups at the end of class. That's good, right? You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, good. Um, but, um, and so I think I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm not, my goal isn't like necessarily to qualify for the games, but I, I want to do this well. And I want to move well for myself. I want to move well for my athletes. Like, I want to be a good example. Not just of, like, that I can work out fast, but that I move well. And that mm-hmm. that's, like, a priority. So I started I, – I found a different coach and um, someone that he was very, very, very focused on just a lot of basic – practice of basic skills. And that mm-hmm. was Doug Chapman up at HyperFit. Um, and I followed his programming for – well, I'm still following his programming, but – on a lower basis. Um, 
But so, yeah, the goal was more just like, I want to be good at the Olympic lift, not because I want to go to the games, because I want to snatch one of my body weight or, you yeah. know, whatever it was. And so, and that was kind of like a neat part too, where it was like, the goal was more just like personal growth in CrossFit and then wherever it took me. And I remember that year at regionals, I got ninth and it was like the most rewarding year of them all because it was like, I could see that all the work that I had put in had specifically addressed workouts that had they come out a year before, I would have just been completely blown out of the water and and not even able to play. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then the business side, you know, I think as the the as we got bigger, I was kind of like, um, I just really want to like, I don't know, I just want, I want people to like be able to have CrossFit be a part of their life for a long time. And so in the same way as you guys are like, okay, how are your CrossFit goals evolving? Yeah. Like I know my athletes do, and so how can I support that? And that's something that like we're always trying to think about as coaches is you know, if we're doing the same thing in five years, you know, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's interesting. So then lately when I decided that I didn't want to like really compete anymore, like I just got to the point where, um, I don't know, like I really like being a mom and I love my job with CrossFit HQ. I love teaching the seminars and those were kind of like my two big things. And they kind of were like, okay, the competing and high level training stuff is, not as appealing appealing or it's important to me, you know, like I think right. your goal shift, but it's funny cause I had this fear and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, can I like CrossFit doing one workout a day, which I know sounds like, and it was, it was interesting cause I was really kind of fearful. I yeah. was like, you know, like all my nutrition is based on, you know, all my blocks are based <laughs> off of training this much. And like, could I eat less if I train less? And like, what does that mean for how my squats get, you know? And I just like, yeah, it was. And so I think that was a fear of like, can I go back to enjoying the sport? How, how I started, which was, I just like woke up, you know, so excited to go and do that one workout, that one hour. And that was so rewarding. And it just framed everything else really well. And I'm happy to say that, yes, that was <laughs> totally possible. And, yeah. and it's cool, though. So I think that's a neat thing, too, is, like, CrossFit can really fulfill um, goals. And then, like, my long-term kind of side goal. I, I want to run the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I used to run half marathons before CrossFit. Like, eh. Well, everyone's always <laughs> yeah. like, you want to do what? You know you have to qualify for that, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. So you have to more, run more than one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's really the problem. And fast. Um, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those iconic sport things. And it's kind of similar to the Open. Yeah. Right? Like you can you can kind of be an amateur level yeah. athlete and you, you can right. go and do this incredible thing. Yeah. Like this event with yeah. so many people. And um, so it's always been appealing. So, I mean, I mean, don't look for me next year. But... Uh, <laughs> Maybe in a time, right? Yes. <laughs> but hey, you think you like long term, pulling a sled of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, and then I don't know with the gym, like long term goal. I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but we've always just kind of taken the like always follow your heart goal with our business decisions. Which I mean, it's a business, so you have to make real business decisions at that point. But like, <laughs> if you're taking the care of the people that are coming to your gym, I think if that's your priority. I yeah. think you're, everything's going to be, everything will work out for the, for the better. And that's, you know, something that we, I struggle with just like, you know, I, I lose a lot of sleep just trying to like think about, well, do, you know, do we change this class time? Because, you know, like, well, a lot of people get off work at this time and, you know, you're just yeah. like, there's just like so many things to think about, but I think that's the stuff that makes it like interesting and makes it worthwhile and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I have a question about rest days. Yeah. Because we get so many questions about this too. Totally. Of, and I just want your professional opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many people, and I think it has so much to do with being a woman, mm-hmm. having access to Instagram, mm-hmm. having access to Facebook yep. and Twitter and all that other bullshit that's like, yeah. I did this workout today and I did this and all the fits. Hashtag no rest days. Hashtag, hashtag no rest days. Hashtag fits uh, yeah. Oh god, I have to read more Facebook. Yeah. I don't know oh these hashtags. Gosh. I'm the only hashtag I know is like CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit training. <laughs> Okay. Stay out of the rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. Don't go down there. (laughs) Okay. It's bad news. But I feel like 
We need to kind of be brought out of yes. the rabbit hole a little bit and just like be okay with one, one workout a day, <laughs> taking a few rest days if you need it. I mean, so many people will write us be like, so I just, I've lost my motivation and I'm doing air quotes. Cause it's like, sometimes right. it's like lost your motivation means you kind of took a few days off. Right. right. It's like, yeah. okay. You want to hear my theory? Yeah. This is going to sound harsh. That's okay. I love harsh. <laughs> I think people that don't have a grasp on their nutrition feel that they have to work out all the time because if they take a rest day, they are too worried that they're going to like overeat or that they're not going yeah, to they're... keep that. Cause we come from such a background, not just in CrossFit, this is just in general, like where we're so tied to the amount that we work out determines how much we can eat. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And you know, this is not for everybody, but for a lot of women, I find that that fear of not taking a rest day really goes back to you don't have a good enough handle on your nutrition. Yeah. Like they're just going to sit on the couch with a pint of ice cream. You didn't earn it. Yeah. Or like, or something like that. But, and so like, you know, if you, if you're dialed in with your nutrition and you're confident and you know that place that just makes you hum, you know, and we, you know, whether it's through paleo or through zone or for, or with both or however it is, but you really are committed to it. Those rest days are like sacred. Like that's, and that's the other thing is that so when you talk about the loss of motivation thing, um, you know, it's, it's taking that rest day makes you miss it, mm-hmm. makes you want to go back and makes you hit it harder. It also prevent, you know, there's, I mean, getting the science side, like just letting your cortisol levels come down, being able to just rest your body so that you do perform better. And it's a hard thing for people to grasp that more isn't better. Yeah. And coach Glassman said it the best, you know, I said, be impressed by intensity, not volume. And as a community, I feel that it's very, you know, there's a whole sort of group that, you know, or just sort of feel Lena amongst a lot of CrossFitters where it's like, no, more is better. I'm going to be more volume. More is more intense. Yeah. More is more intense. And, you know, like I go back to, you know, we have a a lot of people at our gym that come Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then maybe a Saturday, but their nutrition is just so in line Mm -hmm. with what they do in general. And the, you know, they look amazing. Mm-hmm. They perform amazing. And people are always like, really? She did, did she, is that right? Yeah. It, what? And you're like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a hard thing to grasp, but I do think that, um, people that aren't taking two rest days a day, and I don't mean like a rest day where then you go on like a three hour bike ride or something like two rest days a week. Or sorry, yeah. a week, not a day. <laughs> like, um, can I? <laughs> I think that, I think that, you know, they're not going to get the best results out of the program. Totally. So, and that's, you know, for sure, high level professional athletes, like even when you talk to them, like they take rest days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They take like, total well, rest well, days. Well, Rich Ronnie does it. I want to be like, okay, when you perform the way Rich Ronnie <laughs> right. does, let's talk. Yeah, exactly. And, and also like, you know, what are, what are your goals? And, and, you know, people get really wrapped up in CrossFit and, and, and that's fantastic because it's completely addictive and wonderful thing, but also having some balance, I think can yeah. help you do it better. Yeah. We always talk about like, viewing yourself as like a multi-facets like you aren't just a CrossFit athlete you also are yeah uh, whatever your job is and maybe a wife maybe yeah. a mom maybe you know a friend and like those things all have to balance out if you only put you know put your coins in your CrossFit athlete mm-hmm. basket all your other baskets are gonna be empty and then at the end of the day it's like well <laughs> well I have so I had a friend that described it one time and it's it always I always think about it he's like okay so you have one bucket and you can only fill the bucket up you know to the top of the bucket but you can put in whatever amount of all the stuff that you have to do in your life in whatever, yeah. quant, you know, whatever amount. He's like, so if you fill it like 90% up with CrossFit, it only leaves 10% for like grocery shopping and family and, right, you know, whatever right. else is there. And he's like, and eventually you're just going to hate your bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think there's a lot of value to that. And I know that like on my rest days, kind of like what you just said, like those are the days that, you know, I picked my daughter up earlier, earlier from school just because it's fun and I have more time, you know, yeah. because I'm not, I'm getting out of work early or you know, those are the days that I go and stroll through the grocery store. And, and I, there's a lot to be said for that, just being able to call a friend and not feel like it's always just rushing through. Right. And I think a lot of that helps people be better in the gym and yeah. a lot of other places too. Yeah. Where would you suggest that people look as a starting point to get their nutrition dialed in? Mm. Well, I mean, I think the holy grail is the old CrossFit Journal 21. I love that. I have it printed yeah. out on my fridge. Yeah. Like, um, I have this old, I should have, I have this old uh, version of it 
that is stapled and folded and it stays in our drawer and I pull it out, but it's like, I should just print a new one. I mean, it's like five years old now and it's like crusty and there's like, like jelly on it or like some type of like dried strawberry thing or like, yeah. And then like I, I restapled at one point and I got it out of order. So like now there's fat blocks on the front and fat blocks on the back, but whatever. Um, it's, yeah, so it's like a zone cheat sheet. So oh, okay. it's it's yeah. basically the introductory to the zone, and you know there's there's such a tremendous information um, amount of information out there about nutrition, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think it also can be debilitating. I think it also can be like just stalling to people where it's yeah. like right. I can't make a decision, you know. And like it's kind of like the same thing with CrossFit. So which program do I do? What do I do? Uh, dot com. Yeah. yeah. There. Start there. Do the workout. Scale it. Good. You know, and and the same thing with nutrition. There's this fantastic article. Don't read anything else. I don't. I don't want to hear any other questions. And that's yeah. what we say to a lot of people. You know, don't. I don't hear other questions. I don't care about you know, you know, protein shakes or coconut water or you right. know, time meal times up. All I want you to do is look at this sheet. Do this for four weeks. And I think, um, you know, the benefits of of getting people to do that at your affiliate or being a gym owner and doing that are just incredibly powerful for really being able to understand what food is and how it works. And honestly, like how freaking good of an athlete it can make you when you really all are dialed into that. You know, the thing is, is like, if you have an extra carb block, the world's not going to end, you know, like if if you're like, well, should I be 12 blocks or 11 blocks? You know, pick one, do it for a month and and then we'll talk. But people are always like, well, what if it at two weeks? No, 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 not two weeks. Do it for a month. Yeah. Well, what if at the third week I'm starving? You'll live come back at you know, week yeah. four. and it does because we're so, it just takes a while to kind of really get it dialed in. So I think, I think that article like just is one. And then, and then honestly, like paired with that, I don't know if you read this one, mm-hmm. but Nicole Carroll's article off the crack, mm-hmm. hands down, like a gem in the CrossFit off world. Off the crack? Yep. So Nicole Carroll wrote this article. You guys have that. to read it. And it, it, I don't know why it's not like plastered, like on the front of the journal because. They posted that picture today of her weighing food at a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. With Eva Claire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw, I did see that one on Instagram. Um, I, hashtag no rest days. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. But, uh, I mean, that article, I remember I started doing CrossFit and, uh, and my boyfriend at the time, um, I, you know, boyfriend same. well, no, I mean, no. same guy, he, he was my boyfriend and, and now he's like, my husband. Um, you know, I, yeah, that came out weird. <laughs> so Eric was like, um, I was, you know, I was completely obsessed with CrossFit. You know, all yeah. I did was sit there and like Google the workout and like Google like videos about the workout. And, you know, it was back in the, like when I would just read like the comment board or the, um, the uh, the comment thread yeah, yeah, on the main site, yeah. like every other every question. Do you remember the ice cream thread? No. You should go back and read that one. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> it was basically about like this guy, and he started this thing. He's like, okay, so I'm doing zone really strict, but every night I have a bowl of ice cream, but my performance is going through the roof. <laughs> And it was basically like, I mean, long story short, I think he just wasn't getting enough fat in his diet. And so like, that was the fat that he needed. But it was just, I mean, like, it's probably like one of the most popular threads on the, I mean, it, it's, it's actually fun to read. But anyways. Um, the first time I did zone, I inadvertently ended up basically, I did it for a month. And mm-hmm. inadvertently, like my grandma had a birthday and then like my ice cream, like every weekend ended up just being like a free frog. And it still was awesome. Yeah. It's like, you can still have nachos on the weekend. Well, and if you look back at the old um, journal stuff. Monday through Friday, they, they said, you know, we have a lot of clients that Monday through Friday, they zone. Yeah. And then on the weekends, they, they eat what they want, but yeah. they have the body composition that they want. And I think yeah. that speaks of volumes to, like, how potent the zone really can be. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about, like, 80-20 and paleo and stuff. Well, that's, you know. Right. Also Also for- a reasonable um, buy-in. But, um, oh, Nicole's article is called Off the Crack. It's on the journal, and you can just Google it, too. But it basically talks about her experience doing the zone. Um, like the first, you know, two weeks or month that she did it. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a very candid, you know, discussion of like, this is what happened. It sucked. It was terrible. But, oh wait, I got through the four weeks and now all of a sudden, you know, this is everything that I wanted and I got it from food. I can look at a piece of chicken and know how much it weighs and I can, Well, and I, and I'm performing, I'm looking the way that I want to and it was all worth it. And, um, I don't know, it was just a, it's just a good article. I give it to like all our athletes with that. With the, the CrossFit 20 with the 20 And where can you find that article? On the CrossFit Journal. CrossFit so, journal. yeah, okay. Journal. I think it's journal.crossfit.com now. But you can also get to it from the main site, just or CrossFit.com. Just Google any and all of these combinations of <laughs> Yeah, or just Google Nicole Carroll off the crack, and I know what the PDF will pop up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're out of time. <laughs> like, ask you, like, 15 yeah. more questions. So we're just going to have to have you back sometimes. Because I'm, like... 
And it's been over an hour. Oh, so well, thanks for having me. This is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Wait, I can talk about this forever. I know. Yeah. Next, time, next time you want to come to the gym. Next yeah. Time, let's come to the gym. And we'll do a workout. Yeah. You guys can hold my new baby. Yeah. And I'll work out. No, I'm kidding. Wonderful. I'll <laughs> coach you. I'll, co- I'll coach you. You can give me feedback. Perfect. I'll hold your baby. And then, yeah, yeah. you guys can work out. <laughs> Sometimes I just set her on the sled. And No, I'm just kidding. I just joke. Careful. I just like tie the cart. No, I'm kidding. I just put on top of the bucket. I just really stir up a rope. I just try to make a little knot. Yeah, you can just like hang the baby thing from the pull up bar. Yeah. There's lots of options. Yeah, no. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. CrossFitRoots.com, you guys. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.